0: mix It's a, mix, a very, hear the very podcast.
1: strategic and strict timeline. Mm. So from the meeting, you know, I like to have, uh, you know, my first consultations are free. Mm-hmm. So I meet with you and I just like to basically get to know who it is that I am trying to earn their business. Mm-hmm. So it's basically meeting you, meeting your spouse or your future spouse, your fiance, mm-hmm. and just listening to you guys just here in my background, because at the end of the day, you have to see if I'm a person you want to hire, True. right? So I basically have to bring my resume to you and, and um, explain why I could be the best candidate to plan your wedding. Because sometimes, you know, most clients, they don't realize the need of having a planner mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, we don't need that. That's an expense we can save on. But in actuality, when you bring a professional that's going to do all the legwork for you and ask questions that perhaps it may slip your mind mm-hmm. because it's their job to do so. It's their job to do their, their research and find out, OK, the venue that you're um, that you're locating, uh, do you know the capacity and how many people do you have coming? Is Do they meet that capacity? Um, you know, and then also to finding out any additional uh, rules and, and, and regulations that the, the, the owners of the venues have mm-hmm. that Perhaps you may not need to be the one Communicating with them Let me do that Let me deal with all the headaches Let me deal with all the back and forth
0: Building a legacy So watch how you step me Know what's in here There ain't no comparison Stacking up guarantee Movement so militant Consistent in discipline Getting that paper and stacking it up No time for no chilling man Building a legacy So watch how you step me Know what's in here There ain't no comparison Stacking up guarantee Movement So militant consistent and discipline so getting that paper and stacking it up no no stacking. No chilling, man. what's going on you're now tuning to another episode of me here at the podcast i am sir gates and once again most and foremost thank you all for tuning in each and every week um make sure you go to youtube like comment subscribe make sure you put on that notification bell and also download on apple podcast spotify podcast wherever you get your podcast leave a nice five-star review and a double comment and just share it with all your friends and family but Let's get right into the show. So today, yet another special guest, um, event planner Miss Patrice. We're gonna be here and talking about her life story, you know, past, present, future, and all the endeavors she's been and has going on. So, let's get right into it. How you doing?
1: I'm doing great. And how are you?
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Blessed to be here. Thank yes. you. Here. First and foremost, let the list, toast up for a good episode, a great yes, episode. Yes, let's do that. Yes, yes, yes. So, it's a good
1: <laughs> conversation. You, it's a great
0: conversation. <laughs> Ooh. So, before I get started, a quick little icebreaker.
1: Sure. See
0: <laughs> I so you know, pick a nice little card out of this deck, right? Don't know what it's gonna say, but you know <laughs> we both shall answer it. And let's see what it is. Let's, let's see, see what We what got. What we got. What we, got what we got. Hmm. What would be the worst ingredients to fill a burrito with?
1: <laughs> Ooh. Hmm.
0: I already got some. Of my Cilantro. Answers oh man
1: yeah right
0: (laughs) i don't agree but go ahead what (laughs) yeah
1: okay so burritos to me the like the the delicious ones are you know it has the beans it Mm -hmm. has the protein either your beef or your chicken or salmon even right
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um you know you have your rice lettuce Tomatoes. I think all of that stuff is good. Sour cream. Mm-hmm. Some people love the guac, okay. right? You can't go wrong with the, with the guac. No.
0: Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, you got some differences here. Oh, you <laughs> well,
1: you know, the guac is, you know, it's not for everyone, mm-hmm. but it is it is good for you. It's, yeah. It has like fatty acids. It's good so fat. That yeah. for sure. uh-huh. Uh Avocados is good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I, just, so I guess cilantro is not too bad. Jalapenos, maybe maybe too much jalapenos would probably may not be the best because yeah. it has all the beans action mm. going on.
2: <laughs> so that might just night. be
1: <laughs> exactly. That yeah. might be a little bit too much. So okay. I don't know. That's what I think.
0: Okay. Well, first off, cilantro has to be in there. Any kind of taco, whatever, it has to be in there for me. <laughs> um, but the worst ingredients for me, I will have to say, beans, especially refried beans, negative. Um. <laughs> Let's see. See, guac, I can do the guac. It just depends <laughs> on... I really got to be in a mood for it. Like, I've eaten it plenty of times before, but I usually say no, 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 no. But if I have to put it on the list, I would have to add guac. So beans, guac, um, black olives. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see what else would be disgusting. Um,
1: anchovies, maybe?
0: Anchovies, for sure. <laughs> uh, Anything else is not of the heritage to go inside a burrito, but I do love the cilantro. <laughs> Everything else, you name it, cilantro, the pico, and it's just crazy. For lunch, we had a burrito taco, so that's why he said cilantro, At mesa sure he said, you want to side of your uh, quesadilla? For sure. So <laughs> cilantro, the pico, the onions, the the proteins, either rice, get a good bowl from, um, what's it called? Chipotle.
1: Yes. Love
0: it there. But other than that, yeah, my only two words would just be the uh, refried beans and all. Um, refried beans? Go out, yeah. So,
1: yeah, my daughter has a, I have a daughter. Mm-hmm. She has some um, jokes, inside jokes about the refried beans. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess she would be in agreement with you. But um, mm-hmm. I think it's just, you know, an acquired taste nah, or a sure, preference for sure. for sure.
0: Acquired taste and an acquired stomach tolerance. Right. But nonetheless, nonetheless. So, let's get into it, right? Right. Um, so what I want to do, and just get your background right, Uh, just want to go back in time to Young Patrice, because again,
2: okay.
0: um, your backstory, I'm pretty sure, has some kind of influence to where you are today in life and what you love to do, right? So just take us back to Young Patrice' household growing up, just how that was for you, school, high school, college, just that whole environment for you. So tell us about that.
1: Well, so Young Patrice was very shy and Mm. isolated you know from i grew up uh, separated from my siblings Mm. Um, i actually grew up with my aunt and my cousins my mom was actually away from me and my stepdad so i grew up with my cousins Mm. and my aunt so not really in the same household as my siblings i got to know them like later on in life so i enjoyed um watching a lot of tvs and listening to music Mm. and watching video, uh, video music that was my thing so I was always attracted to the arts I danced mm-hmm. in my schools I went to an all girls catholic school growing up when I was like maybe from the age of like 5 to like 9 mm-hmm. oh actually 8 and so I danced throughout the entire time of, you know modern dance ballet dance pre-ballet like young okay. not like an talented. adult <laughs> um, and so I enjoyed to dance I'm, I'm a definite music lover that was my solace um, I found in that um, and just peace, mm-hmm. and so uh, my favorite artists were Michael Jackson, <laughs> Madonna. Okay, <laughs> growing oh, up, you insight. know Prince. I didn't know like you uh, know like, but I just love the sound, the music, the instruments, the the. So that was my thing, and um, I love anything that has to do with the creativity. So mm-hmm. I love to paint, I love to draw, I love I love anything when it's Christmas time, which was like the best time for me, I love to decorate the tree. Mm -hmm. I love anything that has to do with Mm -hmm. lights. So that was always like um, in me, in my heart, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, whenever I had the opportunity to participate in something like that, I enjoyed it. Right. So whether it be like, I don't know, just to redecorate the living room or change out pillows, I was happy. Mm -hmm. And as a young Patrice, even as I grew up, Um, to be that person, I was extremely uh, aware and attentive to like slight shifts and details. Right. So I'd get home. Let's say if my aunt got like a new picture frame and had it hung, I'd notice, like I would walk into the room and immediately Mm -hmm. something's off. (laughs) Like, you know, and then then I just, I'd pick it up, you know, I'd like, Oh, there's a new frame. So I was always very attentive to any, any slight shift differences, um, any new items, any, so if I'm walking into a space like I am right now and I'm looking at your beautiful well, studio, like I know, thank if you, you notice, I you. was <laughs> like, uh, is it me or is the painting matching our <laughs> our outfits? Like stuff like that would just immediately draw my attention. Mm. So um, so I'm very observant. And so that was just my thing. Um, and just I enjoy just to be with my family. We were very close knit family. Uh, holiday times is the best times. Mm. You know, we love to cook. Mm. So actually, as I got into my adulthood, I ended up actually moving to the States with my mom and my sisters, my siblings. And they were h- huge. Like my stepfather on his side. I, might, I must have at least 18 brothers <laughs> on that side. That's a big family <laughs> yes. over there. Um, and we are huge on family gatherings Mm -hmm. and, and cookings and, and so we're huge on the socializing aspect of it. So if you're, you know, we love to host, you know, I'm an, I'm a natural host hosting person Mm -hmm. because I grew up doing it. Um, so it was always like our, you know, my, um, just my pleasure to have someone come over and I'd have to cook for them and, and quickly put something for them. That was That was a thing. At some point, my sisters and I, my two older siblings, sisters, um, we all lived together. Mm -hmm. And we had a brother who used to work at a barbershop. And, like, literally, unexpectedly, we can expect any given Sunday, he can bring the entire barbershop crew with him and be like, oh, we're all hungry. (laughs) (laughs) So we literally had to, like, scramble quickly and just put something together. And it it was fun because it was exciting. We felt you know, there was reward and purpose in that because mm. we got to commune and laugh and, and we got to feed other people who were need to be fed. Yeah. <laughs> and just the whole, just the whole um, social aspect of it, of sitting down and laughing and eating and listening to music, all that part is what I grew up in. Mm. That's, that was my young, younger self. I um, went to high school in New York, um, in Washington, Irving. That's where I graduated. Okay. So I was okay. always in Manhattan, I grew up in Manhattan, 14th, uh, 14 square, 14th Street, Union Square. Mm-hmm. That's where um, Washington Urban top, was, Irving Place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so majority of times I'm around all these creative people, you know, dancers are in the streets. Uh, the school that I went to used to be an all-girls school. And then they mm-hmm. were integrated into boys and girls. Um, so, again, found myself into modern dance in high school. Um, so again, the dancing aspect <laughs> was still there, um, and just basically, I just loved the city. I mm-hmm. loved the bright lights. I loved, you know, just everything about New York. In the sense of, just the back then, Manhattan was just um, so inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure if it was because of the sky rise, you know, all these huge sky sky rises and and the 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 different, you know. Um, um, how do you call it the, the not the shapes but um
0: that, um architecture and stuff like yes. that nature thank yeah thank
1: the architectural designs <laughs> yes and I just loved it I just you know I am a daydreamer no. so I would just be daydreaming my my days away just watching as I walk the streets um, so I just enjoyed the the vibe there the energy in New York and the lights and just you know in general mm. right. And then just the people. And so growing up in New York, and specifically, I grew up in Brooklyn, but went to school in Manhattan. Got my first job in Manhattan. I used to work at a dental office with my sisters.
0: That's a dope first job. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, actually, no, let me backtrack. My very first first job was actually at Foot Action.
0: Okay.
1: In um, Kings Plaza Mall in Brooklyn. Okay. And so I used to sell sneakers. So originally the salesmanship was so really,
0: deep in your yes. blood.
1: <laughs> I didn't realize I had uh the salesmanship skills until mm-hmm. I went and started selling sneakers. And honestly, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, can just basically meet someone and show them our top sneakers and, and or what they're looking for and just mm-hmm. I loved it. I love anything to do with I guess then I didn't realize it, but I was a very um customer service-focused person, mm-hmm. um, centered, you know, like I enjoy to make whoever I'm interacting with yeah. happy and find what they're looking for. So if it's sneakers, I want to help you find the perfect pair of sneakers. Instead and of I just want, trying
0: to make a dollar a little bit. No, I yeah. want you to
1: be happy. Like I want to be like, oh, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I want. I want to see that smile. And so, <laughs> you know, overall, there are different things, you know, in, in life as you're growing up. That's always been a part of you. Mm. That's always been like, you know, that makes up your makeup of Mm. the person who you are. But it's through this journey of life that you develop and like, oh, I was always like this. I always had this. I've always gifted in this way. I've always, you know, these things were always inside of me. And it's not to cultivate them and realize what they are. and And then just to grow and mature into and walk into it. But, you know, all these things, as I look back now, like to my younger self, I've always been a creative person. I've mm-hmm. always loved music. I've always loved, you know, uh, anything to do with creative work and arts and 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 anything in that mm. sort of fashion. You're talented,
0: <laughs> very. Well, was <laughs> just real quick. Having said that, right, one thing. Um, I, I visited New York maybe two or three times in life. Well, that's one of my favorite places to visit. And what attracted me to it, of course, is that kind of how here in Atlanta, the um, when it gets nighttime, you see all the lights. But New York. It's just so, so lit up and just colorful. And of course, when you can go into the good parts of it, Madison <laughs> Square Garden area, just yes. that the city parts and whatnot. Yes. It's just so, it's, it's, New York is kind of fast paced, in my opinion. Of course, it's just people going back and forth everywhere, but it's just to see the, the community thriving, the big bright lights and just looking out into that and the sky riders right is, is very attractive. I love that. I love just to visit there. And the it wasn't usually the winter time, I kind of went up there. But of course I want to go back very, very soon, but because all the, the whole pandemic situation and now they saying, I guess, the air quality or whatever. I kind of just like, eh, I don't know just about shit. But <laughs> it's one of my top places to visit. But having said that, I want to ask you, you said that um you grew up separate from your siblings, correct? Correct. But from growing up separate from your siblings, it sounds like you guys still had a very close relationship. So how did that work out? And why were you guys separated?
1: So we got separated because my mom at the time had to travel mm-hmm. out of state, out of the country and had to leave me with my family. Mm-hmm. And at this time her husband they separated. Okay, and so understood. he took the kids, she went her way and she had to get assistance. So my aunt and my cousins came in and I was fortunate to be just surrounded by love. Mm-hmm. Um although I didn't have my mom or my dad around me, I the love that my aunt um who was God rest her soul, Mm she's, you know, um, gave to me and provided for me and my cousins. Um, I just didn't have any wants, like Mm -hmm. any, Mm -hmm. you know, I was surrounded by very strong women. Mm -hmm. Um, they all, I grew up just seeing them working hard and just, um, very positive. Mm -hmm. And, um, my aunt, she used to work at a factory that created the threads for that, that's, that would, um, that would have to, the, the the baseballs Mm
2: -hmm. that that
1: threads the baseballs, Mm -hmm. you know? And so she'd come home, I'd help her with the wax. She'd have to wax the thread because that thread that we, that actually they use the needles to to sew up the baseball had to have that. Mm -hmm. And so I'd come home and I'd help with it. Um, She would just, I just didn't see anyone with any sort of like excuses or Mm -hmm. negativity. And so that was my first um, introduction to just seeing you know, the capabilities of people who have a positive mindset and, and just, you know, persevering mindset and just very tenacious and just mm. not like a, not a, not a poor me attitude at all.
2: Yeah. But and like I'm a very like, yeah, here. no,
1: it was like, okay, well, this is what we need to do. This is what we need to get done. And we're going to get, get it done. <laughs> and, but also to so grateful. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never heard anyone complain or I've never heard anyone you know, lived in lack, you know, or talk about their lacks at all. Like, I didn't grow up hearing that. And so I was blessed to have that. So when I did reconcile back with my mom and my siblings, again, very strong, Mm -hmm. you know, empowering women and just family in in, you know, very strong family um, dynamic. um, Just that's what I grew up in. Mm -hmm. And so they were happy to see me. I was happy to see them because, again, we didn't. We didn't grow up together. However, you know, because I was separated, so it was just like... And, and the distance, uh, as far as the difference in my age mm-hmm. and their age, is it just... Um, it's, uh, it's between... I think 10 to 11 years. Mm -hmm. So for the most part, when I came in the picture, they're grown, Mm -hmm. right? They're doing grown things. I'm the youngest. Yes. And I'm still in front of TV, watching all sorts of TV shows and (laughs) and cartoons and Uh, looking forward to Saturday morning. (laughs) Right. And so they're like grown and working. And so when we got close is when I was like about maybe 17 or so, Mm -hmm. you know, when I became like a young adult, then Then we all then we really started to bond as 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 women and just hang out and then they introduced me to heels. I was a huge tomboy. I
0: oh, was using little uh, tennis oh, shoes gosh, all the time. Just
1: tennis. I worked in a sneaker store. I was tennis Crash,
0: shoes. You had a hookup too, so right? yeah, makes sense.
1: Boots. You know, tennis shoes. Um, the era with the oversized jeans and the T-shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone. That's that's just that was a style. Oh, you was so styling
0: and profiling with it.
1: I was a tomboy. I couldn't walk in heels at all. Mm-hmm. Like my sisters literally had to put the heels on me and said, "All right." Walk, try to walk a straight line. Mm.
0: <laughs> because was I it tough way. It? real tough?
1: Yes, it was.
0: <laughs> I can only imagine coming from flat bottom shoes all day to this whole
1: I hated arching it. my foot. I didn't get it. Mm. I'm like, what's the purpose? I actually, just to be truthful, I actually had sneakers on the way over.
0: And, just walk. <laughs> and putting the heel <laughs> on. So you still kind of don't like heels?
1: <laughs> I have sneakers in my car. I'll show you after the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> saying sneakers for life sneakers, sneakers for, for life, life. <laughs> but that's a beautiful story just to hear that even though you guys were separated yes. for a period of time in your life it was just nothing stood in, in between of that bond being born back together in yes. a, a family sense so so with that right growing up you know you're in um event planning and, and things of that nature so what kind of sparked that in you outside of the christmas times and just being around family what did that that passage just really um, arise from those moments or was there something you've seen or you were in school and you say somebody told you about it so just talk about your passion and just right. that birth of I want to for a living plan things decorate things mm-hmm. and just put things together
1: so for a very long time I was doing it mm-hmm. right family members any gatherings I'm setting the tables mm-hmm. I'm deciding on the de- decor and we're doing, going through, the, through this process. I would always be in charge of it just naturally, organically. Mm-hmm. I'd be the one that wants to set the table or, or put the balloons up or, you know, just that, just like an, an, an innate mm-hmm. nap for me. Um, so then I actually had a friend of mine, Jason and Abigail, uh, they were having a wedding mm-hmm. and I actually used to work for this company called LTD Commodities. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, they bought out this other company. It's AB Street Distributing. So it's a catalog company. Mm. And I used to do staging for them. So I'd actually work in the studios with two other photographers. And I would do all the different staging. So like, for example, if this was a studio that needed to be staged, I'd select the flooring. I'd select, you know, based on the PO from the art coordinator, Mm. um, which was based out in Chicago. So they'd send me the PO saying, we want to see this type of setting. Mm. You know, so then I'd, so based on that, the directions of the art coordinators, I'd put the setup together. Mm-hmm. So my main, um, my main uh, budget and my main categories were actually furniture, or home. So for example, they they would select the colors of the walls, or you know, I'd have some sort of like autonomy of the creative, yeah. you know, um,
0: uh, the creative direction. You know right, I'd have
1: some sort of creative leeway as to you know, freedom slightly but it was mainly following the art coordinator's yeah. directions, but I do the staging. And so from staging, I did it so well based on the, the level of um, sales that are actually done online from the pictures that are taken from the, from the studio, from the stages that I've done, mm-hmm. which they get shot. And then it's posted on our catalogs based on a sale. I'm sorry, based on a sale. It's posted on our website, mm-hmm. based on a the sales. Then it's then posted onto our catalogs so that it, is distributed with our catalogs, you know, for the fall or the spring or so on. And so that's how I really um, start taking notice of, you know, professionally, Mm -hmm. this is something that um, I can actually make, you know, a living of. Because I had, you know, the natural planning and staging and so on with my family. But when I took it into working a professional level and and working with other professionals, and I really start to understand layouts and different yeah, and different, you know, diagrams in that way. So I enjoyed that. So then it wasn't until my friend, like I said, Abigail and Jason, on their wedding, mm-hmm. and they actually asked um, for me to be their event planner. You know, if I would put together something, design it or decorate it, right? At that time, again, I wasn't thinking of event planning. I thought like, oh, this is great. I get to you <laughs> decorate you and, to do, yeah. right, and enjoy it and help my friends out. But then I realized that, okay, there's a lot... Um, there's actually a a great living and, um, you know, to be able to do what you love and Mm -hmm. actually find a way to make a living out of it and make some sort of income and make it my own business, you know. But again, this, this thought of me actually starting my own events plan planning company that wouldn't come until like at least a couple of years later mm-hmm. so this was back in 2015 for abigail and jason so that i'm still like awesome. in their living room and i'm still like <laughs> with my plan i dress the part you know <laughs> <gotta dress> apart. <laughs> I bring my catalog in and we're walking in and i'm taking notes of all that they would like you know to see completed for their weddings and uh, i'm completely green i have no idea what i'm doing but Mm, i'm like yes
0: okay (laughs) (laughs) because sometimes people you know they're just shooting their shot and just act like you know i'm going in here so confident i know what i'm doing you may not know it's my first time but i do it so well you know hey
1: you know so i have this i believe that you have to be fully transparent yeah if someone decides to take a chance on you and work with you and you say to them hey listen I may not have knowledge about this, but I can do this. And what Mm. I don't know, I'll look into, I'll research, I'll find out. I feel like if you're that honest and transparent with someone then you know if they decide to work with you it's mm-hmm. just them giving you an opportunity
0: yeah for sure which
1: that's what they did with me you have and done I was that
0: decision yeah, yeah and
1: I was grateful for it um so they knew that I was there they they were my first official wedding mm-hmm. you know they knew that you know I've done things for the family but nothing as on a wedding mm-hmm. you know um like on that level and they knew that and and they were willing to work with me and also to there were, it was a very intimate, small wedding, mm-hmm. which I was grateful for because I don't think because I was starting out, this was all new. I don't think I could have handled anything bigger. Yeah,
2: You know, understood. I feel like
1: when you are starting out, it's good to be grateful for the small projects. Indeed. Because those are the things that you're learning from and you know, you're understanding what and what not to do and you're just I'm st- which I'm still learning.
0: Yeah. Every always, day. Always, as you should be, always.
1: Every day. Right. And so, um, and I was grateful for the opportunities. And then I took it. I ran with it. And the whole see the whole thing is when I said I dressed apart, although it was my first project mm-hmm. and it was a small project, I always envision things as like it's huge. Like if you're having a speech, even if it's just like In front of three people I imagine it's like In front of three million people Mm -hmm. Mindset Yeah So I go in there like Okay yeah This isn't my first But this won't be my last I'm gonna go in there And dress like this yeah. is a big deal because it is. It's their wedding.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's definitely a big deal. Yeah, it's a you big can't deal. can't really Well, you, you can sometimes, but initially right. you don't want to. But I understand.
1: Imagine if I showed up there in my jeans and sneakers and a T-shirt and just like, oh, okay, so what y'all want to do? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it probably
0: would have been like, oh, yeah. let's try to get somebody else. Yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> right. So I I came with respect. I came pr- totally professional. And, you know, and mm-hmm. like I said, I came to to provide them an excellent service. And, and just, you know, and, and make the best out of this so mm-hmm. then I can potentially get referrals or, or you know, another job from mm-hmm. it. Because that's the end goal is to actually get one job and then potentially get another job yeah. out of it. Is
2: that
0: what ended up kind of happening as far as after that wedding? It was just the word of mouth, that spirit, or you just had to go so put I actually
1: the No, so I actually that was in 2015, and then I got, um, that I actually had to be at home, stay at home mom for a little bit with Mm -hmm. my children. There were other things that was happening at the time I was married Mm -hmm. and my ex-husband and I, we actually had, um, property maintenance company that, Mm -hmm. you know, he was building and it was pretty big deal. And so I was, um, working at a senior living company, Mm -hmm. uh, doing sales. And so again, the whole entire time I'm thinking about, starting my business again Mm. it's like 2017 where i really took it seriously Mm. 2015 this was like a job and i was like oh my gosh it's great i get to plan my friend's wedding and then i actually got a taste of what it would be like to plan her wedding and to actually execute it and seeing the results of my execution then i got Mm. the first taste like wow i can actually do this like you know but having no knowledge in business and how to run a business, <laughs> and how, or even if I wanted this to be my business, yeah. that wasn't like you know it was just more like oh, la la la, you know. And I was working, and so again because I was married at the time, and I was a stay at, and I was working and managing my children, so this opportunity was just like helping out a friend,
2: mm-hmm.
1: not really foreseen later on. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until when I started working at the senior living company that I was working and I'm in sales and I'm doing sales. sales. (laughs) So it's been there. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm doing so well in sales and, and I'm thinking like, okay, well, and the thought came to me, I should marry the two. If I'm doing so well in sales and majority of your, this business, it has to be some level of sales Mm -hmm. to it, right? You have to sell your packages, sell, your products, sell your brand, sell yourself, mm-hmm. sell right. your business, sell what you, your vision that you can bring to the table for your clients. So it, there's a, a definite level of salesman um, skills and and just sales in general, mm-hmm. right? That has to go into it. And so, and I thought like, oh, I'm pretty good at this. So why don't I just like stop making these companies all these money?
2: Do it for yourself. <laughs> do it for
1: myself. <laughs> and so that's how the birth was initiated.
0: Okay, so after that event, right, what can you remember was your most either favorite or notable event that you planned or just that situation for you? What, what can you say that was? My first one? No, after, after, the first
1: oh, after the first one. After the first one. Which one? I'm sorry, can
0: you Your, your most favorite that you planned and to put together. The one that you was like, okay, you, you got it, your first one. This is something I really want to do. Then the one after that you was like, okay, this one right here this is the one going to put me on or this is the one I'm most proud yes. about. So what was that experience? Which one was that?
1: So that was the one that we got featured on the uh, wedding trends magazine back in August, 2009. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, 2006, 2019, because I moved here in Georgia, Okay, 2019. So August, 2019. So I worked with a bunch of different creatives and we plan and organize this event at the uh, Miami women's Miami beach women's club. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we organize it with other different creatives and put in that whole together, this whole plan together, this mm-hmm. whole actually fine. it. This act, this was actually a fashion a uh, collaboration, right? It for was a just fashion show. No, mm-hmm. for a it's a fashion collaborated shoot. Okay, so we were we the end goal was to get featured in a magazine.
2: Got gotcha. you. That
1: was the end goal, and so I was grateful and happy that it actually happened, mm. that we did get featured and ended up. And publish in a magazine because that was initially when we were discussing with other creatives. We have uh, Jared and um, uh, Martin, mm-hmm. um, those are photographers that I work with. And I had to actually basically get all of the um the, the pieces together as far as like the floors together as far as like the the collaborators which were finding the um the the models and you know basically the collaborative shoot, which is basically consisting of finding the venue mm-hmm. basically finding the hairstylist the makeup artist the the, the person it's this is like- basically planning an entire. Wedding in a sense of when you're planning a wedding, you have to get all of your vendors. Mm. You have to get the venue for the client. If they haven't found one, you have to help them find one. Mm. You have to then find the vendors for them, whether it be the DJs, whether it be the photographers, whether it be the, you know, the person that will be creating their cake. You know, you'd have to be fine. If they need you to put a full package, you have to find the limo guy, whatever it is, right. You have to find all the vendors and then put that into the package. (laughs) So doing a collaborative shoot is basically the same thing without it being a real shoot. But the purpose of that is just to be published that your names will start to go out there sometimes it's great because you get to work with all these different creators and they get to see your style they get to see Mm -hmm. how you work you get to see your your um your discipline They get to see your work ethics They get to see your vision to get to see if you're able to actually deliver on what you are saying that you can deliver and so to me that was amazing opportunity and being that the end goal from when we were having this conversation was to actually get our my works published, mm-hmm. which we did. So that was like the most successful for me. Congratulations because, on that! Thank you. And so it's actually on my Instagram page where um, the one that the I believe the wedding, the Georgia Wedding Circle, mm-hmm. they also acknowledged. But that was a shoot that got featured in the Wedding Trends magazine in two thousand and eight, um, two thousand and nineteen.
0: Well, that's very uh, good to hear. It's like you put in that. It takes so much to even like that wasn't a wedding, but what you were just saying, it was like a whole process and a detailed situation to put into it. So even though you did just say a lot of it, just so say if somebody wanted to to plan an event, whether it's their friend's birthday or Mm -hmm. bat mitzvah, whatever it may be. Right. So what what are some of the things that goes into just from start to finish just the mindset the preparation the phone calls here and there so if somebody wanted to do it what is that process like from a to z to sit down plan this to also with your end goal to have a, a very satisfied client so what does that look like it sound like it's a lot and it can be stressful
1: yes it's a very <laughs> very strategic and strict timeline mm. so from the meeting you know i like to have uh You know, my first consultations are free. Mm -hmm. So I meet with you and I just like to basically get to know who it is that I am trying to earn their business. Mm -hmm. So it's basically meeting you, meeting your spouse or your future spouse, your fiance, Mm -hmm. and just listening to you guys. Just here in my background, because at the end of the day, you have to see if I'm a person you want to hire. True. Right. So I basically have to bring my resume to you and and um, explain why I could be the best candidate to plan your wedding. Mm-hmm. So planning a wedding is really like every single time. like I mean, the entire time has to be documented from the, the, the rehearsal dinner, from when you're getting dressed from when you're doing your first toast from, I mean, as far as like the managing that ceremony, mm-hmm. it's just managing the entire event from beginning to end from when you are, if you're switching out of different outfits that if you are doing the toast, all that is documented. So from the initial meeting. I'm with my, I have my planner um, and I'm basically documenting all your wants, your needs, mm-hmm. all of your visions, all of your, you know, your just, just picking up basically what I, I see in your story in line with you and your spouse, what is that, that genetic like beautiful factor mm-hmm. that just bind all together. And I like to also find out like my discovery sessions, like, you know, what the things that makes you guys happy. Like, for example, if I know that you enjoy, you know, um, a specific tree because that's where you guys met yeah. you know then i'd have to find out the significance of that and get the story behind it and then you know that's just me the doing a the discovery aspect of it and then of course it comes into like you know what exactly are you expecting from me your expectations mm-hmm. as far as understanding that clearly because i feel like the communication aspect is vital And constant communication aspect. So throughout the entire process, I'm communicating with you and your spouse, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it be uh, venue or vendors or whatever it is that you're needing. My line is always open because at the end of the day, it's satisfactory that I want to bring to you guys. And I'm in close communication with the venue and the the managers at the venues, and you know whether it be the if you're having it catered, the caterers, you know if there's any special needs in the parties that you're having, as far as your guests, you know whether it be I'm going to be um, putting together the guest list and all their um, if there's any food allergies. I have, you know, that's if good, I would need to know one. that, you know, um, if there anyone that's wheelchair bound, if I would need to know if they're wheelchair bound and give me information on how to, you know, and on the venues that are wheelchair accessible, you know, mm. accessible, um, just all these things are very um very important because sometimes you know most clients they don't realize the need of having a planner mm-hmm. because they're like oh we don't need that that's an experience we can save on but in actuality when you bring a professional that's going to do all the legwork for you and ask questions that perhaps it may slip your mind mm-hmm. because it's their job to do so it's their job to do their their research and find out okay the venue that you're um that you're locating uh, do you know the capacity and how many people do you have coming? Is Do they meet that capacity? Um, you know, and then also to finding out any additional uh, rules and, and, and regulations that the, the, the owners of the venues have mm-hmm. that perhaps you may not need to be the one communicating with them. Let me do that. Let me deal with all the headaches. Let me deal with all the back and forth. You know, let you just give me what the list of what you want. You know, tell me what you don't want tell me your expectations get we just communicate throughout the entire process and let me be the one that that manage and make sure things run smoothly mm. only thing i want to see is you coming out you're smiling your wife is smiling you guys are like this is amazing i'm yeah. seeing people are laughing um all of your guests accounted for all of the table decors that you selected is what you that's that's what i delivered to you anything that i promise to deliver I deliver hundred percent. The decoration is on, on point. The timeline as far as me managing your 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 wedding party and as far as when they come out when um they do the first dance. When you do I'm sorry, when you do the first dance, mm-hmm. when you cut your cake, all these things are going to be um, communicated not only with myself but also with my staff, but also to with the venue and also the caterers also everyone will have a copy of that. Well you know, so this entire oh, management is is not anything that You know, I feel like most, most uh, the misconceptions are uh, we don't need to be concerned about these things. But the fact is, you shouldn't have to be concerned about these things. You should let somebody else, who it is their job and their profession to be concerned about these things, and you just show up and be excited about your wedding, about your beautiful day, and the to the music list. I'm sorry, I'm hopping all over the place, but you giving everything. Yes, I mean all these things are basically (laughs) all of that is why an event planner is hired to make sure all those things are run Ooh. smoothly from your you know me finding out just your just dis- the discovery process you know well, if you have a favorite song or uh, you know when was the first time you guys met or when did you all share your first kiss mm. or you know just like getting to know each knowing my customers is all part of it mm. right because we're bonding we're vibing you get to know me you see that i'm very interested in what's important to you both and that should matter because Mm -hmm. a person who's not passionate and interested in what matters to their clients shouldn't be a person that you consider to hire i I agree
0: 100 percent. and it's what you just said was a lot right it's it's (laughs) so not saying you said too much but just the process is you can tell is it's pretty tedious so that can take up a lot of mental capacity in your mind on the planner side one dealing with People you don't know from Canada of course, you're getting to know them. But uh, prior to that, I don't know these people. I have my life going on outside of my job and what I love to do. But now yet, here I am when I do get booked. All these things I have to use my mind for and this do this, do that. So I'm pretty sure sometimes you could be stressed out. You could go through mental battles with that. So how do you deal with that extra capacity into your mind when you're planning, whether it's a wedding or any other event? So how do you deal with that?
1: It's a job. You know, and it's one that I take very seriously. Mm. Um, And so, again, the end result for me is customer service satisfaction. Mm. And so in my mind is I need to make sure that I cross all my T's, I dot all my I's, and I bring everything to the table that I promised that I would bring to the table. Mm. And which is to make sure that I deliver an exceptional event for my clients. Mm. So there, my brain and all the things that I believe that I've been through in my life and all the things that I've balanced thus far from motherhood, from being, you know, married now divorced, um, just all the different trials and tribulations that I've already gone through as a person, you know, personally, mm-hmm. and then still pursuing my business as an events planner and actually launching my business back in 2017, and actually having different clients, and actually relocating, and still pursuing and persevering to continue on my business mm-hmm. and managing my life, and so. I'm naturally balancing many, many different things on different levels mentally, mm-hmm. right? But I find that all the things that I have gone through has actually strengthened me mm. and equipped me to actually keep taking on this task. Because without any anything that comes easy is really not worth it, right? So oh, it has good. to come hard. It has to come through hard work. And it has to come through... Um, you know, basically balancing multi multitasking bal- balancing different projects. Mm-hmm. and I've already been doing these things. Now I'm just'm I'm, I'm just gearing it now and shifting it to benefit me and my business mm-hmm. so that I can utilize the skill sets that I've acquired over the years towards my clients and for my business. Mm-hmm. And so when I take on a project and I don't look at it as uh, mentally um, tiring, or the capacity of it, I look at it as a challenge that I'm happy to take on because the end result is is to bring you satisfaction. Which I know then if you're satisfied and you're happy and you're and I can see that smile that I'm looking for and that satisfaction I'm looking for from you and your wife and that thumbs up or that you know we're yeah. good. Then I know that for sure that's that's one that goes on in the wind for me. But also too I know referrals is coming. Yeah. I know I know that you because I believe in the growth of business, two to one referrals is is is, is huge and mm-hmm. maximizing and increasing your business which is what I'm looking to do mm-hmm. so I'm not thinking about um, all of the, the the mental aspect of it because I know it all comes with it yeah. so that's why I'm pre I pre-prepared I have a list of all the different vendors that I know for sure that my clients will need or perhaps may not even be thinking about that I can make a suggestion on mm-hmm. and when I'm putting together a package and and their um, their packages for their events. So, Sounds good.
0: You bottling, bottling it up pretty well. Cause some people will be that's a could be a stressful thing to so where they may go into a position of anxiety, or I'm a little bit, oh man, this is just so much. Why did I get myself into this uh type of situation? But it's good to know that you're you're I don't even want to call it maybe compartmentalizing things, but you have your your set process and procedures to prevent those stresses and anxiety, or maybe some stages of depression that come through. So that's beautiful to hear that. But but I do wanna ask, her, so there ever been a time, right? Let's just say like either you was planning a wedding or whatever event and you just had this one client, whether it was a bridezilla, groomzilla, whatnot, that you had to deal with. You ever had come in contact with some of those people and if so, how do you deal with it?
1: So I don't view them as <laughs> <laughs> I don't view them as bridezillas or groomzillas. No, I actually see them as very detail oriented. Mm-hmm. You know, which I'm very detail oriented. So anyone who's coming to me and and basically, um, you know, like last person I work with, um, which is on on my page, mm-hmm. uh, I look at them as results oriented people. You know, and they're seeking to get answers. Mm-hmm. And again, one other thing about me is I'm very transparent.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, if I'm working on something, I'm working on it. Oh, I didn't. I I that slipped my mind. I'm going to get on it right away. I'll look into that for you right away. I didn't think of that, but thank you for reminding me. I will look into it. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, I'm on top of it. This is this. So I give answers, right? People like to get answers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're asking a question about a specific time frame or or specific, you know, um, what when when is our rehearsal dinner? Um, are we going to have also um, cake tasting there? You know, so, I mean, like, when is our cake tasting? When is our Mm -hmm. food tasting? Whatever it is, right? I, in my planning, I should have all these things already organized and dated for when all these will happen, right? And Mm -hmm. so all you're asking is basically when and what and how and why and so on. So I should just have the answers for you. Mm -hmm. And what I don't have, I'll let you know I don't have and I can and let give you, of course, an estimated time of when you can receive um when i can give you those yeah. answers right or follow-ups i do follow-ups i make sure like i said the communication is constant right so there would never be a time where i'm not available for you or when you cannot you know get mm-hmm. a hold of me because again this could be a situation where it could be stressful or it could be very uh, non-stressful and my part is to make it non-stressful for you so you have an access to me asking me questions that's not a problem for me because all i know is you're seeking questions which I need to give you an answer to. Yeah, for sure. And that's really what it is. And um, again, like I said, I've worked in several different industries and sales specifically. Um, I believe last year, actually, I was working in a 100% sales commission Mm -hmm. job and I also got diagnosed with breast cancer Mm -hmm. and I had to uh, make a decision as to what type of procedure I would need to have in order to get back to work on time mm-hmm. <laughs> sooner than later. So that's what made my decision mm-hmm. was uh, the type of the procedure that I can heal quicker and get back to work. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a person that's always very like uh, strategic in my thinking and in my in my in my thought process. Um, so in any situation, I'm always either evaluating what am I supposed to learn?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what What am I being tested on? Or how can I... You know, like you said, compartmentalize mm-hmm. it, right? And and see how I can come up with best solutions and move forward. Mm. So that's how my mind works, um, especially in the work mode. When I'm working, and I know for sure you're a client, you're you're my top priority, and so professionalism is top priority. Customer service is top priority. So I'm always looking to seek to give your answers. Um, always uh, present myself in the in the most professional way. Mm-hmm. And give you uh, peace of mind. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, any type of event, any type of projects, any type of planning, big or small, you want the person to have peace of mind. Whether it be uh, my last project that I had, and this is a very um, particular, very uh, detailed mm. woman in uh, V Farms Boutique mm. when she had her grand opening. Um, at some point, we had to step outside. I had to hold her hand. I said, let's close our eyes. <laughs> Let's do a breathing exercise. Envision the event. Do you see it? Do you see how smooth this going? Do you see how many clients are coming? Do you see how successful it is. That's what will happen. Mm. And so we had that. We closed our eyes, and I said, "Do you see it?" And so, we, and then she, and then that's what happened. <gasps> oh, so man. I do love to keep. You know, there's power in vision. If you can see it it will come to pass. But, of course, there's a lot of work behind it. For something mm-hmm, just for happen sure. without any work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't just envision things yeah. and then just pop up. Go. No, there's going to be a lot <laughs> yeah. of work put behind it. But if you're able to go into something with a positive mindset and envisioning the end result to be something that is very um, smooth and happy and, and and power of the mind is important, then, yes, it will come to pass. And I'm a person that believes strongly in visions and the mm-hmm. and positive you know, outcomes of things. And I go into every situation that it will happen exactly how I see it Mm -hmm. because that's how I'm going to make it happen.
0: Understood. I just love to hear that you say as far as you kept mentioning a lot of professionalism, customer service and just customer satisfaction because nowadays that's tough to come by. Mm -hmm. Like some business owners are just so profit driven Mm -hmm. to where their mindset is only about how much can I make off this person? How fast? How can I turn the table to get my next customer X, Y, and Z? But so little do people know, if you just treat that your client, your customer with so much respect, just let them know that, hey, like you say, I'm here for you and for your satisfaction. This is how people work. We we are community beings, right? So exactly. they're going to send that um, when they're talking to their friends or their homegirls or their homeboys. They want to bring up, hey, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. Hey, you know, I know um, a lady named Patrice, man. She did so well. She took care of us. Da, 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 da. And that, to me. I love the the best form of marketing is the word of mouth. That gives you the the authentic...
1: Affirmation. Yes,
0: it gives you yeah. that because it's like you actually experience this person, how they work, how they move versus this. Let me go do a Google search and shoot my shot off of online reviews or just online photos. But when it comes to word of mouth, that person has a firsthand experience with the, someone who you may be trying to work with. So the mm-hmm. fact that you're putting customers first and their satisfaction, it's going to continue to take you a long way. And I just wish... A lot of other business owners or brand owners would just put that at their forefront. Hence, like here, like I I told E all the time: yes, we have a business to run, this and that. But my main purpose when we first started, I must provide each client, each guest with a great experience. They, I wanted to leave here just with the mindset of man. Despite of what we may have done or accomplished, it felt good to come here. It was just so like I had nothing to worry about. I was comfortable. So, and I put that in anything I do. I know Mm -hmm. for a fact how I. Myself may shop or go to places I know I want to be satisfied. I want to know you really care about me and what it is that I really want. Yes. So I make sure I do it to people who I'm trying to solicit to as far as in my business well. It's, yes. it's very important. And that important. takes you
1: further than anything else. That's mm-hmm. why I believe, you know, I really truly believe in it's a marathon and not a race. Mm-hmm. Because anything that is a slow growth will be enduring mm-hmm. because it's deeply rooted. Like you mm. took your time to build this. Like I said, 1st I'm back again, right? <laughs> I, mean, Second time's yeah. time. <laughs> I mean, you know, see my name on the screen, my nice glass of wine, <laughs> um, just in, the entire vibe, you know, just the welcoming, just everything, that all, that, that, that whole package is mm. important. That's the reason why I said my discovery process is important for me because mm. I need to be able to sit across a person, look them in their eyes and really understand who they are and what are they seeking? What mm-hmm. are they trying to accomplish? And then i embody that i take that in i said okay well let's let's get it done you Mm -hmm. know and so that's important for me and so um i don't mind i'm not looking at the time frame because i don't plan to retire Mm -hmm. anytime soon (laughs) i mean there are people who are in asia they're still working at 90 (laughs) (laughs) as long as god gives me breath i will be working i don't believe in retiring i think that you know I believe you can retire from maybe working a corporate position, you know, and then just focus on your own business. But if you are focused on your own business, there is no retiring, right? Because you have to continuously evolve and grow. And then there's a next branch you have to, you know, go into a next branch. So who knows what God has in store for me? Mm -hmm. I'm in here for the long run as long as I'm alive. Right. Amen to that. So, yeah. (laughs) So I don't I'm not looking at the time I'm looking at. How am I growing? What am I learning? What do I need to acquire? How do I need to sharpen my craft and my Mm -hmm. skills? What do I need to learn? When I meet people, how do I foster relationships better? Which is what I'm learning. Which is how do I build on that? How do I gain loyalty and trust? How do I do that Mm -hmm. right now? And then everything else will fall into place. I'm not concerned about timing. I'm concerned about really preparing myself. When the big time comes, I'm prepared. And I'm not going anywhere, right? That's what it is.
0: That's, That's all... Thoughts and mindset of longevity in the game, which is going to take you far. Well, with that said, we want to pivot real quick, right? I know we talked off camera before about the situation, but just because it is breast cancer awareness month, so I'm going to go down that path, right? One, I don't believe in male speaking for women, especially on topics like that. So, just take us through that journey as far as your history with breast cancer and just also the importance of it um, from a woman's perspective, because some young ladies may be watching now. Old and young, whomever, but take us down your path and your journey, and just respond upon it for us a little bit, if you can.
1: Yeah, um, it's extremely important. Mm-hmm. Extremely important. Um, there are good news though. Uh, technology and and science and mm-hmm. the medical industry has come very far,
2: mm-hmm.
1: as far as treatment options and just you know even from uh, these these. Uh, I'm, These um, pills that they give you, hormone pills, Mm -hmm. even after you have your surgeries and your treatments. I personally, I discovered that I had a lump in my breast. I self-discovered it Mm -hmm. back in April, 2022. Mm -hmm. My mom was there in the kitchen with me. And so I I try my best to go work out Mm -hmm. when I remember. (laughs) As we all do. (laughs) When I remember, uh, and I thought, you know, showering and all, I felt it. And I thought, ah, it's probably a strain. Maybe I did too much with the lifting Mm -hmm. or whatever, but then it was, it was persisting. I kept feeling it. And then it was, and it was, it was very like, it was like a small nugget. Like Mm -hmm. you can literally feel in the bulge. Mm -hmm. And so my mom was visiting. I asked her to feel my breasts and to, to examine me to see if maybe perhaps I was, mistaken. Yeah. And so she said, no, it's definitely a lump. Uh, you should definitely get it checked out. So it was an early discovery. It was um, non-invasive. Mm-hmm. So uh, the ones that are concerning or alarming are the ones that are invasive, mm-hmm. that actually have penetrated through your lymph nodes because if it got, has gone through your lymph nodes, then it can spread throughout your other your body and through mm-hmm. your other organs, which is then, you know, put you in different stages. Mine was a stage zero. Mm-hmm. It was a beginning stage. I literally found it Stage zero. Yes, thank God. And so I went in and got in um, to the Duluth Bre- Women's Breast Center. I got in with Dr. Proctor um, and Dr. Uh, Robinson. They did a biopsy for me, and then they removed it. I determined that it was cancer, um, but it was non-invasive because it did not penetrate my left nodes. Mm-hmm. And decided that we should have surgery immediately to remove it, which I did back in August 2020. 20- back august of last year Mm -hmm. august 22nd of last year Mm -hmm. and then after that i had to have radiation treatment um and now mind you again with when you are confronted with this the initial thought is definitely like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. you know and of course as a woman you feel like you know you're going to be scarred Mm -hmm. and no one feels good about being scarred Mm -hmm. and And you have all these concerns and worries of what's the process of, you know, what's the side effects of radiation, which there are some, Mm -hmm. a lot. I'm still going through them. Um, What are the, what is the time frame of healing? And what type of procedure should I have with my breasts? You know, Mm -hmm. all these things are like questions, but also to what type of cancer do you have? Mm -hmm. Like, it's really important to understand the type of cancer do you have? They, Dr. Proctor, they did a genetic testing for me to see if it was something that was within my genes. It was not. So um, so we have these calcifications that's throughout our bodies. Mm-hmm. And what happened with mine is the calcification, they, they clustered mm-hmm. in that area and hardened. That could be due to stress, to the mm-hmm. foods that we eat, you know, a whole different factor. A lot of different factors that would cause the calcifications in our bodies to cluster and harden up, mm-hmm. which is what causes the cancers. And in this case, in the location, which could have also entered the lymph nodes and then spread out. But thank Mm -hmm. God it did not. So what they do throughout this process as well, they do. They did remove a few of my lymph nodes Mm -hmm. to test them as well to make sure that the cancer had not entered. So thank God it did not.
0: Thank God. So
1: there's a lot of different. The biopsy is whew. It's not for the weak, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll tell you that. it's um, for like, sort
0: of like a, a mental aspect and painful, or the mental
1: the mental aspect, but then also too with the, with they do, they do give you, um, they do uh, put the, um, the pain it looks like an epi- it's not an epidural, but it is a painkiller like mm-hmm. a shot like around it that it air to bit. numb it. Yes, thank you. Um, and before they do the procedure, because they do have to cut you open. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have any tattoos around my body except mm-hmm. for the two marks. <laughs> Except for the two tattoos where they had to mark the mm-hmm. area. Um, and you know, they cut you open so that they can test the lump to see if it's in fact cancerous. And, and so you're
0: awake this whole time it?
1: Yes, you're awake. Uh-huh. You're awake and the nurse is holding one hand and then another nurse and, and they're telling you to look forward, but at some point you're like
2: <laughs> Yeah, it's kinda of <laughs> hard know? not to yes. wanna see what's going
0: on down here with the whole night. Yes,
1: and then at some point the I guess the numbing uh did not it wasn't working and i can feel i was like whoa, whoa 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 i can feel you cutting me no 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 and so they had to actually give me another shot to numb that area so it's like heavy heavy pressure mm-hmm. you know um so that whole that whole that's a whole process but mm-hmm. then honestly i would say initially when i got diagnosed i asked a lot of questions mm-hmm. which i think is very important that us women do um you know understand that the hospitals and the nurses and the doctors, they're here for you. Mm-hmm. They deal with this all the time. And they are here to answer your questions and to bring you peace. They're here to to relieve you of any sort of anxieties or so I not only looked up um the D C I S, if I'm not mistaken, I don't wanna misdiagnose myself or say incorrectly. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to bring the paperwork and look it over before into me, mm-hmm. but I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Sorry, um, but yeah, I did research. You know the exact name um, and to see what are the length of the the treatment that mm-hmm. I would need to undergo and the likelihood of it returning because they give you all that information. So uh, you do have. That's why I have to take hormone pills for five years.
0: Oh man!
1: And because of the type of cancer it is and where it is, in order to create a blockage, a barrier, mm-hmm. so that the cells does not penetrate through and enter the lymph nodes. So mm-hmm. then they do provide after typically after treatment, which is the um the um the radiation treatment that I had to go through, then there's another five year hormones. And then with the hormones, the, the I think the scariest part about that are the side effects. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you would go through through like early stages of menopause, you would not be able to have children, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So there's a lot of questions you need to ask about the hormone pills that they're suggesting, mm-hmm. and ask what are the side effects, and if you're ready to go through that, and also ask if it's necessary mm-hmm. <laughs> because I at first I was like I don't know if I want to be on a hormone pills for like five years that can cause me mental hallucination and I can you know have all these mm-hmm. side effects you know, and so ask questions. Do um, Mm -hmm. self-diagnosis. There are are places that actually goes over um, the proper ways, which is to put your hand behind your head and rub your breast in a circle of motion. Um, there There are a lot of different signs of early breast cancers You can... Do research on and see what if you do have these signs. It can mm-hmm. be whether it be the discoloration of your nipples and shape of your nipples. A lot of you know That's either discharge coming through. So these are all early stages of that that I potentially need to go check out um, um, a professional mm-hmm. and see and see if you need to get that, You know, get get some answers right. Maybe some sonograms and so on. Um, sonograms are always okay. good. Keep up the sonograms. I do know that women of the age of 40 uh, are, you know, we reach a specific age, time age that you have to get um, sonograms. Mm -hmm. It's important, follow that because um, these follow-ups are are what will tell you if you're in good health or if you're not or if you need, you know, they will discover anything that needs to be discovered at that time. So, sonograms are important. Self-checks are important. Um, Don't if you feel something, get it checked out. Don't wait. Um, uh, again, the, the way that the, 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 the way that they do the, the, um, the surgeries are very, (laughs) again, very advanced. They have robots that goes in there and then the diagnostics, I mean, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, biopsies, Mm -hmm. typically they would mark the place that they did the biopsies. So, once they're doing the surgery, the they can see it, you know, they use high tech robots. Yeah. So they're very advanced, you know, there's nothing to be afraid of. Let's mm-hmm. just say that. I mean, it's it's very scary, the whole, I mean, depending I on the stage, you too. That.
0: How you was you to I was
1: in, So I was very scared mm-hmm. because, again, I was concerned about I am, am working um, 100% sales commission, like I said, because if I'm not working, I'm not. Making, Making any income, income like right? Mm-hmm. And so that's how I was taking care of my family, and so the the worryness as far as that, uh, and then also to the time frame that I'd have to be out of work would determine again mm-hmm. income and providing for my family. So that stress factor was real for me, but also too I was going to be deformed. Yeah, <laughs> you know I'd have to make a decision if I wanted to get implants or have my breast reduced. And heal naturally to get back to work early. Mm-hmm. So I had to have it reduced so I can heal naturally. No implants to get back to work early. Mm. If I had decided to go with the implants, it's a longer healing process and drainage and all that stuff. And I said, wait a minute, when will I get back to work?
0: was yeah. <laughs> had to be put into so, a yeah. position to think about my livelihood versus health. You know, it can go hand to hand. You got to have right. good health and make a living. But just in that situation was just like... I gotta survive. So I mean, I, no matter what decision you probably really wanted to go with, you had to choose whichever one that allows you to bounce back to get to, to your to your cash flow. Yes. That's a tough situation to yes. have to decide, man. Mm-hmm. Sorry you had to go through that. Were you the first person in your family to have breast cancer? Or no,
1: my aunt, she has breast. She she's had had breast cancer, my okay. aunt and my mother's side. And my mom, she had um, multiple myeloma, which is mm-hmm. another cancer a form of cancer, but not breast cancer. Oh, okay. But, uh, when they did the genetic testing, they didn't find anything in my genes. So, which was a little odd and I don't yeah. understand how that works, but I guess apparently you may not be positive with any genes mm. detecting any genetics or anything within your genetics, but yeah. yet you still can get it because That's I was weird. concerned because I have a daughter mm. and I would hate for her to have, for it to be genetic. And then, for yeah. genetics and then for it to be transferred onto her, mm-hmm. so I was like, "Oh no, please do the test. I want to know." And um, they said, "No, it's not through that." So all of it was it's just. But the whole thing is, self-educate yeah. with the information that they provide you. Look things up. Do your own research. Research, 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 ask questions a gazillion questions if you need to, because mm-hmm. the more questions you ask, the more you understand what your body's going through, what you are going through, the more prepared you can deal with it mentally and emotionally mm-hmm. to go through the process of it. Then it's asking questions about the surgery that you're having, what type of surgery, why do you have to have the surgery? And how long is the surgery? How long is the healing process? <laughs> you know, then it's like, well, how long will my radiation be? And mm-hmm. you know, I had to ask that. And the radiation process in itself is a whole, I mean, like, you have some beautiful curtains here and they look black. Mm-hmm. And so that was the color of my skin afterwards. Man. <laughs> yes. Um, and then that healing process is very painful and excruciating, um, you know, because, you you, you know, it's, it's, it's painful. Mm-hmm. But I actually had to return back to work. I'd actually be going, I'd actually, so my whole thing was I'd, go to get radiation and then in the morning and I'd go to work. Sheesh. So there are times where I'm in so much pain that I, the pills that they're prescribed me, if I take them, I am i can't work.
0: you making drowsy or exactly. something like that?
1: Yes. So it was like, the strong as like Vicodin's, you know, they're very strong. So I couldn't take them because of the drowsiness. So I actually had to endure the pain, maybe take some Advil or a, another co-worker of mine. Mm. Um, she was really nice. She would give me some some things to take for the pain. And so Mm. I'd have to deal with that and deal with my customers and I'm just like
0: having to sit there and try to smile and (laughs) try to smile and keep the
1: keep the ball running. (laughs) Yes. So yeah.
0: yeah. I I mean, I feel for you know, I haven't experienced that I don't know anyone personally, but you're a very strong woman to get through that. And the fact that again you still had to make a living while going through all of that and you accomplished it. So kudos to you and your flowers for that <laughs> i so appreciate that that's a very you're a very strong one for getting through that so is I there can. is it are you gonna have to deal with some kind of issue dealing with breast cancer for the rest of your life or is there an end to it to where i'm clearly good to go just live my life as it so, is so
1: um i have to go and get re, you know checked up like mm-hmm. follow-ups checks mm-hmm. with dr proctor my doctor um and for the most part With the hormones for the five years, Mm -hmm. that would be like the best end results, and 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 predicting it not returning, Mm -hmm. but it's not one hundred percent guaranteed. Um, so it's you know it's prayer, (laughs)
0: lots of lots
1: of lots of prayer. Um, is my follow ups regular follow ups. I also, honestly, um, I am a believer of herbal teas. Mm -hmm. I do drink natural green teas Mm -hmm. uh, that I like sour sap, Mm -hmm. sour salt, I believe it's called. Um, It's actually really good for cancer cells and killing cancer cell Mm -hmm. cells. So I actually drink that regularly uh, Mm -hmm. along with peppermint tea. I mix them together and... That's actually really good for you. Um, mm-hmm. I've known numerous people that all they drank was that tea and it helped it stay away. So let's see what happens. <laughs> I'll yeah, let you, you know. Should.
0: Good luck. Good luck. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's a herbalist, so yeah. link up with him and get you right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he knows all about that stuff.
1: But... is definitely, uh, and also to foods that we eat, you know. Yeah, I
0: hear that plays mm-hmm. a big part as far as when cancer cells come, there's our diet in general. And everything here is available, but doesn't mean you should be eating it at that so and I'm trying to do my do better in that realm as well as far as instead of just you know what to the public is healthy or seems healthy but actually doing you got to do some real research because some of the stuff that's deemed healthy is actually not for you so like you say that whole research process is a great thing you should do whether it is dealing with breast cancer just health in general so and I'm glad I was able to touch on it but um again I'm um, always praying for you in that realm. I hope I appreciate that, that null and void done. I
1: hope so too. Yeah. And you know, honestly, I would say that because this is also Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. Um, myself, along with my other sisters, warriors in mm-hmm. this fight, because it's a huge, long fight. Hopefully, they'll come like an indefinite cure yeah. that cures it all together. Hopefully, but I really do think it's what we eat, stress level, managing stress. Um, definitely what we ingest in our bodies mm-hmm. and, um, you know, that's major, majorly important, but also I'm not the only one. There are so many women that go through it and that are just tenacious, that are just strong, beautiful mm-hmm. beings. And, you know, I, I feel like this type of experience, um, it can either destroy you or it can really build you. Right. Nice. It can actually build your insides, like your characters on the inside, your mind, your, your mental strength. But also to just, you know, it's, 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 it's not me alone. It's so mm-hmm. many other women that's you gone through this. Yeah. And and kudos to all of them, mm-hmm. you know, and some of them that have stage two, stage three, stage four, you know, cancers are, you know, different stages that are a lot more grievous. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like, um, you know, I, I'm grateful to God that the stage I was in, and I was able to find it, and I went through all that. And by His strength, I was able to just endure, um, you know, mentally all the different stress levels mm-hmm. um, and 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 difficulties that I had to encounter. But also know that I'm not alone, yes. and there are so many different warriors out there. They're fighting through it, and you know we're all in this together. And so I, when I see any woman who's gone through them, I always like I I know that. Mm-hmm. You know, it 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 takes definitely a different person here. Yeah. It changes you up here for sure. In here, mm-hmm. you know, and I always give them hugs and you know, however I can support, I try my best to. You
0: should. That's a, nothing to play with. Sometimes life or death situation there, and somebody who survive it definitely is great to be there for the others who's either in there in those valleys going through it right now or have come out so community is key i say it takes a village sometimes it So sure community sure key. it
2: sure does so I'm, I'm
0: glad you're on the other end of that right now but um so what's next for patrice as far as events or anything like that? what's next for you what you got going
1: well the good news is i did get two referrals from my last event okay <laughs> so i'm grateful for that and i've Pray and hope to I will get these Mm -hmm. accounts and you know like I said it's a slow growth for me it's a slow Mm -hmm. burn it's a slow walks everything because I want to actually master my craft Mm -hmm. and so I am looking forward to those two events to actually knock them out the park and continue to get more events and um and I'm working again. I'm still in my nine to five, literally. Actually, it's eight thirty to five. But extra hours, You know, dude. and honestly, I love it. What's next for Patrice is continuous growth, mm-hmm. walking in, in my self realizing myself, um, my actualizing state. <laughs> yeah. Just developing and growing. I saw a post from our friend over there and I posted reposted. <laughs> uh to kill the ego, yes, to keep the smile. Yes. All yeah. of that. I can't remember all of it, but I was like, yes, I'm in love with this. And I had to repost it. Um yeah, because at the end of the day I think and more than especially nowadays where we are in the day that we are on social media and mm-hmm. just this world and Asia we're in. And going within is what matters, is what's important, you know, mm-hmm. building and strengthening that and just, you know, and just uh, just surround yourself with positive people and mm-hmm. and just build off of that and you just strengthen to. yourself and really protect this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Protect your mind, protect, protect your spirit, protect your energy. Oh, my gosh. That has been like, I would say, my biggest aha moments, which is which is really what I'm going to fortify myself around is protecting my space, Mm -hmm. my spirit, my mind, my energy, and just becoming stronger and stronger as an individual, as a woman, for my children, for myself, but also to just, you know, the sky is the limit, like Mm -hmm. Biggie says. (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's what it is.
0: (laughs) I love that. So you're you're in a good mind space, a good mindset. I know you're going to accomplish everything you want to get done. So... Before you head out, right? Last two questions for you. Yes. So, if you could go back in time and I'm not here, you okay. Patrice is sitting right here, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What would you say to her?
1: Oh, stop being so afraid. Mm. I would say, stop being so afraid. Trust yourself. Believe in you. You don't need to have anyone else believe in you. Mm-hmm. Just believe in you and believe in your strength. Believe in you. Believe in your inner gifts and power. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes people tend to try to make you feel like you're just a just a regular Mm -hmm. no one's a regular we all have different dna's for a reason our finger um our prints and our thumbs Mm -hmm. our bodies everything about us is uniquely different so you can't be the same even if you know even if you if even like you i think you share this where A person can have a project and another person Mm -hmm. started different but have a different flair to it. We're all unique and different. It doesn't matter if I've done something and you're recreating it. It will be different because Mm -hmm. what's my vision, what's in my mind, who I am, will make it different and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And so I would tell her not to be afraid. Don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid of her own greatness don't sabotage herself as much as she plans to <laughs> <laughs> because of fear.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and just get rid of fear. Try to master how to live without fear controlling her. Hmm. I, that's what I would tell her. And Good just trust in her. Grace. To yeah. And mm-hmm. one
0: thing about like you said as far as is this how I love to think about it, it maybe minuscule to some, but how we're not regular and we're not we weren't placed on the earth to be regular, just think about it, right? When we were conceived as children, once that process was happening out of those millions and billions of sperm cells, right, only one makes it to that egg. (laughs) Yes,
2: So if
0: you just put yourself in that mindset of, you literally beat out millions of other chances to get here, but you were the one
1: to make it all the way to that
0: egg with like maybe thousands of others at that point, but you were the one to get in there and sit down in your birth. So you're here for a reason. Your purpose is magnificent because you beat Billions don't don't think about just because it's sperm cells. You beat billions of other people coming here, so we're we're all special. So that's how I just I I live there and just knowing like man, I made it here for a reason. I was I've been fighting hard since a little small cell, and I'm gonna keep fighting hard every day.
1: So that's and to even piggyback on what you just said, you know, even being a light, mm -hmm. right? Even just being a like, if you want to look at it, less like stars in the Mm skies that comes in. For a moment to be a light here Mm -hmm. each of those billions of stars are all different Mm -hmm. all different sizes different shapes all of that right Mm -hmm. um again that's us that's Mm -hmm. us so we can't all be the same i don't care if 10 million people do the same 10 million things that's why 10 million event planners can exist and still be a booming business Mm -hmm. because we're all not the same you know, mm-hmm. who I am and the essence of who I am and my spirit, my energy, who I bring to you will be completely different than totally who you different. are and who you bring to me. So that's why we're different. And we'll all always be different. Yep. There can never be two of anything. Even twins are different. <laughs> Identical twins, twins, twins. <laughs> are different. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so there can never be a two of anyone. Mm-hmm. We're all one person. Mm. So if you lose one, you just lose that one.
0: Yep. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So before you leave, right, if you can... There may be a young girl, young boy, old, young, old, however you want to call it, who wants to get into the event planning space or who wants to start a business but don't know what to do, how to start or how to end on that motivation. So if you can, just look into that camera right, just give somebody some motivation, give them some advice, just speaking to them to help them start their journey.
1: I would say start. Just start. Take the step. Uh, look it up. <laughs> Research. Ask questions. Just Start. Once you have the strength to actually take that step, all of a sudden things just start to align and more things happen and more things happen, more doors open. So some doors may close, but they're meant to be closed for a reason. Just step, just start, just go. Just take that risk and just jump. And that strength and that courage that you have to take that step will open up everything else. Everything else will fall into place. Just do it. Don't be scared. Don't let fear rob you of your future. That's what I would say Mm. to you. Just go and get it. You got
0: this. Mm, yeah, I better take that in and listen to it and apply it. So so do you have any announcements before you leave or, and also let people know where to find you on social media?
1: Yes, I am on social media, Prepare Just For You events. That's my business page. And I do have a website, www.preparedjustforyou.com. <laughs> and uh, so that's where you'll find me. And any um, any events that I plan, I will be posting it on that event space uh that that I'm sorry that, that uh platform even platform um yeah and that's basically it i'm i was on social media uh, i'm sorry not social media i was on instagram my personal ig is patrice nobility 1 and um i i love positivity i love love anything that's inspiring and light that's all i'm about and that's why i'm here with my bro you got that right <laughs> you know <laughs> Um, you know, here for the long run, because, again, it's a marathon, not a race. So we're all in here for the long run. So I'm happy to be here.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So, again, you guys, thank you all for tuning in. This was another great episode of Inherited Podcast. Y'all can find me on social media at B C Follow the podcast page at Inherited Podcast, N-H-E-R-I-T-D Podcast. And until next time, we are out. Another great episode. Thank you, thank mm-hmm. you, thank you for a
2: good one.